Hey, hey, hey. What's up, y'all? How you doing? Mother's Day 2019. I'm at the WSU Rec Center right now. The gym here on campus at Washington State University. Listening to some classic rock and roll on the... Man, they play the music loud here. I'm sure you can hear that. Don't know what song that is, but man, it's it's pretty loud here. I always, whenever I come up here and like ride the bike or do sit-ups or something, I'm upstairs, standing in front of the treadmills and next to the exercise bikes. But I usually have to take my headphones off because I can hear the music right through them. So it's like background music for my podcast. So it doesn't really. Bode well. Bode Miller. Bodie well. But um, happy Mother's Day. I want to say happy Mom's Day 2019 to my mom, Kelly Arneson. Um, also happy birthday in two days. On Tuesday, it's her birthday. So her birthday falls on Mother's Day. Or Mother's Day falls on her birthday some years it's quite the coincidence there you can just give one just give one present then just for both you know just package you but man I'm watching what is this so oh it's NFL Network top 10 oh it's the Super Bowl they're showing that the 49ers Ravens Super Bowl so maybe they're counting down top 10 crazy Super Bowl instances or something. And Ridiculousness is on here. Let's see, Sports Center. Oh, Mayor's highlights. Felix Hernandez, 2,500 strikeouts, 36 all time. There you go. I like it. Future Hall of Famer, Felix. Um, this is from yesterday, though. Mayor's lost. There's your Mayor's update. 9 to 5. But, yeah, I just want to check in. Just played basketball. And, yeah, just standing here in front of these four TVs. TNT is on over here. What is that? We Know Drama? Or, what's TNT's thing? I think it's something about drama. But, let's see, we have Oakland A's playing the Indians here. Oh, he slipped. The right fielder slipped, and a walk-off single. But I guess you just can't call it an error because he didn't touch the ball. But he would have caught it if he didn't slip. Ah, but yeah, Mother's Day. Um, man, I appreciate everything my mom does so much. She's cliche, but you know, best mom in the world, of course. Um, super nice and always involved in my activities like she would um, she was the scorekeeper or she would operate the scoreboard I should say for my football growing up and then she'd always like drive me you know Uber mom Uber (laughs) back in the day before before you had Uber you had mom Uber and um, man Chanel, Chanel West Coast, 
on ridiculousness. She's got some blue hair there. This guy's drinking out of a garbage bag. Man. Huh. How you doing? Good. Um, let's see. That was a guy who works. Guy who works here. Uh, oh, the office is on over here. But, yeah, my mom is a great... Oh, I think I just walked closer to the speakers. <laughs> my mom's the best. I mean, I don't know. I think everyone says that, but... I don't think you realize it in the moment, but looking back, it's always easy to see in hindsight. Hindsight's 2020. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking like, like she's still around, so I still have more there's still more experiences to be had but just it's just different when you don't live you're not living with your parents anymore don't see them as much um i guess i experienced that in college but i'll really start experiencing it now now that they're moving to spokane but yeah i don't know my parents both my parents my dad too but it's mother's day so we're talking about mom right now but um, yeah, why is my mom the best? Why, what, what does she do? Oh, she would always do like PTA, kind of another cliche. Always super involved in the activities. Um, ooh, I'm gonna come over here. I'm gonna come sit over here and do sit-ups while I'm talking. That'll be something. That'll be something fun. Um, I'm over here in the far side of the. So I'm on top level where all the cardio uh, machines are. They have like 30 ellipticals lined up. So many ellipticals. A few stair climbers, uh, a few treadmills, a few exercise bikes. Uh, I'm over here on the far side where you got the, you know, giant yoga balls and then yoga foam rollers and all that stuff. But right now, Threw a blue mat down. I'm gonna lay down here. Oh, these blue mats have no padding on them. I'm gonna set my phone. I guess I'll just hold it. Yeah, so. Alright, doing this. <laughs> so, what was I talking about? Um, my mom is. She's a great mom. Uh, always did PTA. Always. Like, oh man. Always like a chaperone on field trips back in the day. That kind of stuff, which would, man, that's like a, it's like a lot of work if you think about it. You have to commit a whole day to shepherding around a bunch of kids. Like we went on some cool field trips. Uh, one of them I remember was what were some of my best field trips that my mom probably took us on. Uh, Nutcracker. That was at the Seattle Center. Um, yeah, it's pretty hard to do. <laughs> it's hard to do sit-ups while you're talking. Uh, the Nutcracker, I, I'm not a big fan of theater, per se, but still, uh, it's always fun to, field trips are always the best, just because I loved them, because you didn't, it was a day out of school, it was like a fun activity, um, the change-up, change from the normal pace of school there, but what else, what were, what were some other good ones, we went to 
or the Museum of Flight. That was a cool one. I think, oh, they had some like space, some like astronaut um, simulations there. Like, you know, stuff where you get like spun around. Oh, I'm so I'm gonna sit up for like a break. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's an audio podcast, but you gotta take my word for it. I'm busting them out. Not counting either. I find that you do more if you just don't worry about counting them. Just do them for like as long as you can, I guess. I don't know. Uh, where's, oh, going to the zoo? That's another. Alright, I'll stop now. Um, catch my breath. Going to the zoo was not just a field trip, but something I would, like a regular activity that. I would do with my mom, um, just Seattle Woodland Park to do. Oh, I need to lay down here. Uh, Red Mill Burgers right over there. It's a nice, cool part of town, kind of close to where I mowed lawns last summer. Uh, yeah, I love going to the zoo. Also, oh yeah, during Christmas, during Christmas season, just driving around uh, different neighborhoods. Um, like last, I think it was last Christmas, or maybe the one before. We went to this this neighborhood up in Bothell, up the hill somewhere, and it had it was in the newspaper. I think it was in the Bothell Reporter, but it was like you could drive through their drive through their driveway and kind of just looped around and (laughs) they had traffic there was traffic in their driveway so at the time that we were going that we were driving through so imagine that imagine having but they were alright do more steps here they were allowing people to come through I mean I think they were advertising it kind of like I'm sure they were I think they were probably on the news as well, but just, dude, oh my gosh, <laughs> the most Christmas lights I've ever seen, just clustered together, a cluster Christmas light, a cluster bulb, <laughs> um, I like I like driving around and looking at Christmas lights, so, there's this one neighborhood, right, I'm doing more sips now, I'm starting to get... Starting to feel that burn. Getting tough. Uh, neighborhood and... Man, this would be a good thing to listen to while you're at the gym. Hopefully, maybe you're working out right now. Or whatever. Whatever you're doing. Um, neighborhood in Kirkland. At... Oh, it's called Market Street. Market Street. Kirkland is right across the... Lake Washington from Seattle and north of Bellevue. Oh, I have to stop again right here. I'll do five more. One, two, three, four, five. All right, make it ten. Six, seven, eight, nine, a dozen, ten. Fake yourself. 10, 11, 
12, 13. There we go. That's one of the ways that whenever I'm doing push-ups or sit-ups, I just trick myself into doing more. Just if I'm going to count. Oh, wow. <laughs> this, this thing that's holding all these yoga balls, it's like a giant yoga ball tree. I was using it to put my feet under it. And I kind of swung it all the way. <laughs> I swung it at an angle. That'd be so funny if all these yoga balls just fell out of the yoga ball tree and just fell on me. Oh, it's doing sit-ups. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That'd be funny. I stand up. It's like an Adam Sandler movie or something. Oh. Burping up this creme brulee coffee. I had a few cups this morning. But it's a beautiful day out. Another gorgeous day on the Palouse. It's in the Aerosmith now walk this way <laughs> um, icy blue skies some clouds some cloud cover but I think it's supposed to be nice today like mid 70s maybe all right I gotta I gotta wipe down this thing I gotta spray it off and wipe down my sweat here this blue mat but yes yeah, so what I was saying is if I ever do if I'm gonna keep track or count my sit-ups or push-ups. I'll just keep counting, and then every time I, I'll just get to a number and then just like repeat it a few times or something, and then just start going backwards. Maybe <laughs> that's how I make myself lose track and do more. But there's a little, a little. Oh, I almost knocked over the marble. I caught it. There we go. A little life hack for you. A little gym tip. Um, I don't think gym memberships aren't necessarily, they're not really necessary. Necessary. Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? <laughs> no, but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like to taste. That's uh, Patches of Hulahan from Dodgeball. Maybe my favorite movie ever, but what was I saying? I don't think gyms are necessary for a, like a good workout or to be in shape, really. But I just like going to them. I just have my membership here. The only reason is because the indoor basketball. I just love playing uh, basketball. I mean. It's just not the same outdoors for me either. Just, it's way too hard on my, my feet. I like wearing my, my basketball shoes too. Cause, ah, I just wanna get, get the use out of them, you know? But, can't wear those outside. Um, but yeah, there's so many, so many workouts that you can do. Like if I didn't have one, I, I'm gonna get some water here. If I didn't have a gym membership, more water. Spit is gross. Keep it out of the water, water fountains. Do good things, play responsibly.
says that right here. I agree with that. I don't like it when people spit in the water fountain. <laughs> that is gross. But, all right, I'm gonna head out of here. You go at red, stop at me. Hi. <laughs> What's the answer to the riddle? Yes. Um, it's not a stoplight. No. Uh, oh, no. oh. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Have a good day. Uh, it said, go at red, stop at green. What am I? I was like, it's not a stoplight. All right, put my sunglasses on here. That was girl at the front desk. Um, all right, I'm heading out now and back. Go at red, stop at green. What am I? A watermelon. There you go. Oh, it's windy out here. Beautiful day though. Man, it's a gorgeous day. So I was saying things I would do to work out if I didn't have a gym membership. I would go for runs on trails. Definitely wouldn't run. Man, it's so windy out here. Uh, definitely wouldn't run on concrete. Just like playing basketball on concrete not good for your feet or knees um what else would I do I would man in California in LA maybe even run on the beach that might be an option but we'll see what the gym membership we'll have to, I'll have to get settled down there before I worry about gym membership that's kind of secondary but man um, so run I'm not a big runner though I haven't done like any long distance running since high school I did uh, cross country in high school sophomore and senior year but I really haven't done any long distance running since then I just like playing I also play basketball for my cardio now but everyone just I would say for like working out, just do whatever. You can find something you like that it's good, good cardio, good workout. Um, other thing, go for a bike ride. If you have a bike, you could just go for walks. Is always nice. Just go for a walk. Um, I was like swimming in natural bodies of water, lakes. Yeah, especially lakes. Um, the ocean's a little, <laughs> ocean's a little sketchy sometimes. I don't know. We got all oh, the baseball teams going over here. We got WSU baseball playing. The Cougs. I don't know who they're playing, but I think it was a blue team. I'm walking by the stadium right now, but you can't see through the wall. It's, actually, I'm about to walk by the bullpen though, so I'll see. This is the WCU bullpen, but um, other other good workouts. You can always play basketball outside. Like I I did that one time uh, when I was home for the Easter Bunny. I did it after the after Easter after season ended. Um, who are you guys playing? UCLA. UCLA. Okay. Good luck.
UCLA, the Bruins. Um, yeah, I think those are some good. Those are some good workouts. They're free if you have the stuff. Oh, one, one workout. I guess it's not really a workout, but it's definitely a physical activity that I want to start doing. And I've done it once. I really want to get into this. Stand up paddle boarding. I love it. I did it. The only time I've done it was 2016, August, Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, the nearest town was Garfield. That was for our family reunion. So that was such that was one of my favorite vacations I've ever been on. So much fun. And really the only family reunion I've ever really been to. Other than weddings and funeral. I think my grandma, Grandma Sharon's funeral uh, last year. I think that may be the first one I've been to. Because uh, my, my dad's dad, my grandpa, passed away when I was like seven but we didn't go to that funeral. That was probably in South Dakota. But, um, yeah, what was I saying? What was I saying? We'll have to check to see if WCU baseball is any good. I think we're usually pretty, pretty decent. It's nice. It's a good baseball town. Ah, we have good baseball weather, especially this time of year. May, beautiful. We'll, we'll check that. We'll check that record. A couple of game sevens today. Ooh, it's gonna be exciting NBA updates today. We got the Blazers Nuggets at twelve thirty. That one is that's in Denver. I I think Portland's gonna win. Then at four, there's Sixers at. Toronto, Toronto, the Raptors, maple syrup, eh? the, the, the dinosaurs, uh, and I think Philly is going to take that one, so I guess I'm picking both the road teams today, All right, I'm excited to see what happens, the Mariners will be playing here at 10, Let's see what time it is. I gotta turn the brightness up. Turn the brightness up on this thing. It's 9.55 now? Okay. I'm walking by V. Lane Rollins Research and Education Complex. They're doing some construction here. It's across the street from the track and Martin Stadium. Holy cow. The speed limit is 20 on this road, and that guy was going at least 40, at least double that. But there's no cars out right now. Hmm. <laughs> you see a lot of cops on this road, though, because this is kind of the main road that goes through campus. It's called Stadium Way. So that was definitely risky. But yeah, beautiful Mother's Day, beautiful day. 
Uh, beautiful Mother's Day. Um, Vogel plant. Oh, Vogel plant. Frank Vogel just got hired as new Los Angeles Lakers coach. Frank Vogel, former Pacers coach. Started with the Pacers. Well, I think that was his first head coach job. Then he was the head coach of the Orlando Magic. And uh, I don't know if he got fired by them. I don't, no, I don't think so. I know, because he was... He took them to the playoffs this year. Playoffs? Yeah. The uh, Magic played the Raptors in the first round. That's right. This is not... Once again, it's not a sports podcast. <laughs> um, I mean... I don't have to apologize for liking sports or wanting to talk about sports. I don't think... I'm getting all defensive right now. But it just... It kind of... It's kind of a... Almost a... Oh, wow. That was a classic red Chevrolet pickup. You know, like the classic red Chevrolet pickup just drove by? And there's just a dude in a flannel. Just... He looked like a farmer. Like farmersonly.com. That guy. <laughs> the, the little clip art cartoon. That's what that guy looked like. And he was sitting in the back of the pickup truck. In the, the bed of the pickup truck. But what am I saying? I'm saying I don't have to... Alright, I'm going to jaywalk here. No one's, no one's driving here. I don't have to apologize for liking sports or wanting to talk. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like talking to imaginary haters right now. But, you know... Some people don't like when people talk about sports. They just, that just repels them. And I think that's quite the generalization. Just to say that, like, I don't understand people who just say, I don't like sports. Just, because that's not, it's not one category. Uh, football is not the same as surfing, you know? Which is not the same as snowboarding. And <laughs> which is not the same as billiards they're all sports are completely different pretty much but let's see why isn't that guy going green green lights the jeep the yellow jeep from new mexico not going there (laughs) they're yellow the color of the car matches their license plate um yeah i think sports are it's a good thing for people to play I mean organized sports growing up I think everyone should be not required because that would take away the fun of it but I think everyone should be encouraged to play organized sports growing up just because that's where I remember learning all my lessons I don't remember learning anything not really that much from school, from being in school. Like I was talking about field trips earlier. I learned more from field trips, from those experiences, than I did from sitting in class <laughs> and recess. Like those kinds of real life social interactions when you'd have to figure out how to deal with people or like make a football team. Like, like how are you going to choose who are the captains? You know, you have to solve real life problems. But I'm not ragging on. Uh, the educational system but I think yeah the real life scenarios um, 
those kinds of experiences, you always learn the more. The more. You learn the more from. Alright, I'm across the street here. I think there's... That's like a... The veterinary... Uh, hospital over there, I believe. I've seen horses over there. <laughs> I've seen... I've seen horses. There's stables. There's stables in that cul-de-sac. <laughs> There's stables in that damn cul-de-sac. But... Yeah, I just... I look. I love sports. That's always been, it's always just been a, like an, un, an unspoken part of my life, you know? I'm not trying to brag or anything, because <laughs> some people do get competitive with, I mean, especially like sporty, athletic people, they get competitive with their knowledge, like everyone is their own version of Stump the Schwab, you know, that old... ESPN Classic game. What was his name? Howie Schwab, I think. But, dude, that's... Alright, so here's the game. Uh, there would be sports trivia questions. And I think there were three challengers, maybe, per episode. And, yeah, they would all just try to try to beat Howie Schwab. And he was on the Sklar Brothers podcast. Uh, their View from the Cheap Seats one. And I believe if my memory is correct, I think he said he was 64 and 16 was his all-time record, which is absolutely insane. <laughs> That's like, if a pitcher, if a major league pitcher had a record 64 and 16, then they'd be on pace for a Hall of Fame career. If they were only like 24 years old, their record was 64 and 16. That's, that's even better than Clayton Kershaw and Baumgartner and Scherzer, all those guys. But what was that? Yeah, how we sh- that is a good old show. Because that was on the same time as Cheap Seats, the Sklar Brothers old show, which I hold so dearly to my heart. And you can find those Cheap Seats episodes on YouTube, too. It's just the Sklar Brother, uh, the comedians watching old clips of sporting events, uh, Mystery Science Theater, if you've ever seen that show. It's that same kind of, same kind of style, but I've watched Mystery Science Theater a couple times. I do, I like that one, because they play the B movies. Not, not like the Seinfeld B movie, <laughs> not, not the Bumblebee movie, um, the B movies like from the past like B horror movies and from like the 80s I'm just going to go over here and sit down for a little bit in the shade just in the middle of this this quad here's an outdoor basketball court right there um alright I'm going to sit down take off my yeah Mystery Science Theater was pretty good there's Crow T Robots uh Mike was the first host, or Joel, one of them. I can't remember which one was the first host, but Mike or Joel. And then they brought it back, the reboot, uh, Jonah Ray. And Baron Vaughn, I think Baron Vaughn's in it too. And, oh, what's his name? What's, 
the new um he's this guy's been on Sklar Brother podcast too. Mystery Science Theater MST3K is the abbreviation of it. Let's see. Let's see what it is. We're in the Wikipedes. The Wikipedes. Uh created by Joel Hodgson. So Joel was the first host and the creator. And now Oh, it's Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. The the community guys. And the the guys that made uh or still make uh, Rick and Rick and Morty. Which I do not get that show. I just don't understand it. It's one of those Maybe you have to watch from the first episode. I think someone told me that. You have to start from the beginning. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Um, just, they were talking the pickle. Was it like Rick the Pickle or something? Pickle Rick? I just, I was like, what is what is this? What am I watching? <laughs> what am I watching right now? But it's Hampton Yunt is the name of the other guy who's on the current... Mystery Science Theater 3000. Also, Patton Oswalt. And oh, Patton Oswalt was in one of my favorite sitcoms. Uh, King of Queens. Underrated. Late 90s, early 2000s sitcom. Kevin James. Kevin James pre-Grown Ups. Before we grew up. That's, I think Grown Ups is funny too. Those movies. Those are good ones. Uh, Felicia Day is also in this. Felicia Day, who's that? She is the producer, creator, star, writer of the original web series, The Guild, from 2007 to 2013. Never heard of that one. Uh, so many web series. Web series. She was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Eureka, Supernatural, Bring It On Again. She's been a lot of stuff. Um, okay. Felicia Day. Oh, let's do the Mayor's update right now. Looks like the game might be just starting right now. Let's let's see, though. Um, what was I talking... Oh, let's, I'm just trying to think of outdoor activities. Like, you could longboard. But I would never longboard. That's something that... Yeah, the game's about to start right now. I'm way too scared of longboarding of just bombing down a hill and losing control I mean I, I trust some people like my brother my older brother Nick he's very talented uh, that's kind of his forte those kinds of extreme sports so but he was a college swimmer too so he's he's just good with his good with his feet good hand-eye coordination Foot eye coronation. Foot hand eye coronation. You never hear about foot eye coronation. You always hear about hand eye coronation. But would it be foot to eye or no? It'd be foot. I don't know. Maybe because you're not supposed to look at your feet really. So <laughs> it'd be foot to foot. Foot to foot coronation. I like how Shaq says. Feet work. That's instead of footwork. That's always it's a classic shackism. 
But I was just listening to Pete Holmes's appearance on About Last Night. This is like the first time I've ever listened to that podcast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray. I like I like both those guys. Super funny comedians. Adam Ray from Seattle. But there's not that many comedians from Seattle, really. You got Jeff Dye, Adam Ray. Those are like the first two that come to mind. I know that Brody Stevens, you got it. Positive energy. Yes, Seattle. 425. <laughs> 206. Um, 206 till I die. But Brody Stevens, he didn't grow up in Seattle, obviously. He's from the Valley, obviously. 818. But he's he did some of his younger early years in comedy in Seattle, I believe. Oh, Josh Wolf did as well. And Joey Coco Diaz. But those guys aren't from Seattle, though. But I don't know. Man, now I'm just laying down looking at the blue sky. Listening to these birds chirping. My birds are chirping right now. There's no one out today on Mother's Day. I haven't hardly seen anyone walking around. Um, oh, I was going to say my favorite mom movie. I wonder if you could guess it. What's my favorite movie about moms? Uh, I've watched this movie with my mom. I went to the second one in theaters and we watched the first one. We have both of them on DVD. Actually, my parents have both of them on DVD. Back in their DVD collection in those two giant cardboard boxes that they're going to be moving to Spokane. The same ones that I fished through and got my dozen or Baker's dozen or so DVDs. But I've been talking about. I've been going through my DVD collection past few episodes here. Yeah. But, um, but, um, yeah, Bad Moms and Bad Moms 2. Which, isn't Bad Moms 2 Christmas? I think it is. Yeah, it is. But we got, my parents had both of those on DVD. So, yeah, we watched the first one. Then we went to the second one in theaters. I think we went to AMC Woodenville. Um, which begs me to do an AMC Triple Feature right now. Um, <laughs> June 2009. I'll do a abbreviated version, an abridged version. June 2009, of course. My best buddy growing up, Stephen Ungrecht. Uh, school had just gone out, sophomore year of high school. And we decided to celebrate by going to the movie theater and going to year one. So, year one, that was talked about Paul Rudd episode four of A Star is Born, Michael Sarah and Jack Black. I was thinking about more uh, Cave People Institute of Technology. That's the name that we came up with, uh, Cave People Institute of Technology. So, what would their gym be? Uh, I was talking about cafeteria last time. So, a gym. You definitely have the square tires. You know how you have the the tires formation that you run your feet through to work on your feet work. <laughs> um, you'd have square square tires, and oh, you'd also have um, a rock throw, 
like a shot put in the same vein as a shot put, but a rock. Um, you could, instead of a treadmill, <laughs> there'd just be a big open dirt field that you just walk around in circles. Uh, speaking of which, this morning there was a guy who's running laps around the basketball court, which I'm not complaining about it, but it's just kind of interesting. I wonder if he must have some sort of reason for it because there is a track that is right above right above the basketball court. There's a track that goes around. So maybe it feels better running on the court, on the hardwood, like how I was talking about it being easier on my feet. Maybe it's easier on his, but I just wanted to mention that. It doesn't annoy me, but it's just like, okay, it's, that's all right. It's just another another person on the basketball court, but I, I'm not complaining. I like, I like, it sounds like I'm complaining. I like playing basketball with other people and stuff, but I mean, I mean, come on now. Come on now. You're running laps down there, but it's okay. Whatever. I didn't I didn't say anything to him, obviously. I would never do that. But whatever makes you happy, whatever floats your boat. But instead of basketball, you could have a giant once again a giant rock. And then it would just be like the James Naismith version of basketball. You just you throw it in, oh, in, in a bird's nest, in a in a hawk's nest. You throw a, a giant boulder into a hawk's nest, and if it stays, then that's a made basket. So, this is an indoor/outdoor gym, the cave people gym. Um, what else would they have? They could also have um, instead of weightlifting, you would just you lift up. Just dead animal carcasses. <laughs> that's kind of the gross part. Just things that you... That, that's also another thing. It kind of turns into an Oregon Trail game. Where part of it is shooting a bow and arrow. There's like a open range of, of deer and other wild animals running around. And then... Uh, so you take them out. <laughs> this is very anti-PETA, this whole cave people gym. So you take out, take out the, the deer right in the field with your bow and arrow, and then you deadlift them. And that's how you get your, your deadlift workout in. And um, one more thing for the gym. Oh, they, they would definitely have a sauna, some sort of sauna. But it would just be like a natural warm springs which is always something I've wanted to go to I've heard about those those warm springs the warm springs is up there in the mountains uh, like a hot tub a natural hot tub in the mountains I can't imagine that I would love to go that's on my bucket list go visit a real warm springs like I think there's some in the Ozarks oh I want to I want to go to the Ozarks. I've heard that's a really cool region to go to. Just to, like Northwest Arkansas. I've heard that's a very cool touristy spot. Like not what you would think for uh, Arkansas. Like, from what I've heard, I've never been there, but closest I've been there was 
the 2007 Midwest Baseball trip, which I guess this is the Matthew McConaughey episode, so you'll see. You'll see in the picture that I'll put up there of the 2007 Midwest Baseball trip. But I went to St. Louis. We drove to St. Louis in that trip. So that's pretty close to Northwest Arkansas, that region. But I did not see the Jason Bateman Netflix show, Ozarks. So maybe that's required viewing or something before you go there. Oh, I'm standing up now. It's time to time to stand up, get my blood going again. That's definitely one of those regions that I want to go to. Um, along with ooh, North Carolina. I've always wanted to go to North Carolina. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it's my obsession with with the uh, Tar Heels, the coming back to sports. I loved. I always disliked Duke, of course, uh, which is tradition. And I mean, I I think Duke has the highest percent of fans who who do not like their team. Um, I, I just says fans who don't like their team, so I guess that's like anti fans. But they also have a lot of national fans. Um, lots of people cheer for Duke just around the country who never even went there. They're kind of like the New York Yankees or the Boston Red Sox or the Lakers, Cowboys, all those mainstream teams. I'm walking now, walking back down to the apartment. Um, yeah, the Dookie, because, yeah, during the, this was funny, during Richmond, well, I guess I'll let you be the judge of that, <laughs> I like the idea, I, I think it's funny, so, that's what, I'm just sharing stuff, I think it's funny, um, Richmond wedding, Richmond, Virginia, my cousin Brett is getting married, this was August 2014, two years before the Minnesota family reunion, but, yeah, I was just, I had this image of me, we were in the indoor pool area, I was swimming, we were in the hot tub, uh, I was there with my dad, maybe just my dad, but my brother and mom or sister may have been there as well, but uh, I was just complaining, just trying to convince my dad that we should go to North Carolina for some reason. I mean, but it is kind of inspired by him, though, because he's been to all 50 states. So, you know, how sometimes you get inspired by stuff your your parents do. And you're like, if they do it, then then I'm I want to do it, too. So. I mean, that's one of those really cool things. Like, Also, all the baseball stadiums. My dad's been to so many Major League Baseball stadiums. Especially if you include past ones. He's been to probably 50 or something. If you include ones that are no longer open. But, yeah, he's been to all 50 states, which is something that I really want to do. I've been to... I've counted them up before, but I've been to over 30, so... Over 60%. A good chunkage. I can definitely get there to all 50. But that's the reason why I was complaining. I was complaining to my dad. It's so funny looking back. Like, because we were probably, 
there in Richmond, Virginia. I could look it up, but I'm thinking 100 miles from North Carolina, from the border. So, not really any reason. I mean, there's probably not much up there, right in the, the northern border of North Carolina. I don't know. Because Charlotte's down there in the south. My cousin Brett, who I just mentioned, that we went to his wedding in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, cars driving by here. I'm at the intersection waiting for a stoplight. But my cousin Brett lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I, my dad just said that my other cousin, uh, Brett's little brother, Matt, is who's uh, the one who joined me on the 2007 Midwest baseball trip. He was living in Boston. Boston. Go Sox. Um, I'm in my car. But uh, Jay Lassen. That's my Boston accent. Yeah, he was living in Boston for a couple years. He went to James Masson University, which is in Northern Virginia, close to where their family grew up, uh, up there in Leesburg, Virginia. And yeah, he was doing that. And what was he? He was working for some sort of, he was doing a man, manager in training position, I think my dad said, in Boston. So, but he's moving to Charlotte. Or he may have already moved to Charlotte. Um, but I haven't talked to them for a while. But yeah, the last time I saw them was the Minnesota family reunion back in, which I can't believe that's, it's almost three years ago now. That's crazy. But that's how time goes, you know? Um, I love it when people do that. That's such a cliche. But it's, it's true, though. But it's fun. It's a funny cliche. You know? Time flies, you know? Why do people... Why is it fly? Why isn't time... It's just time sprints, you know? Time, time runs. It doesn't sound as good, I guess. But time swims. All right, here we go. Going back in. I'm in, I made it. I made it in. I'm into the apartment. Uh, 10.23 on the stove time there. But let's see. I'm gonna shut my door here. Yeah, my cousin, so now I got both cousin Matt and cousin Brett in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. So, now I got a reason to go to North Carolina. I'll have to, I'll have to visit them sometime. But then I'll, <laughs> I'll be complaining to them. I'll be like, let's go to South Carolina. Come on, guys. <laughs> let's, go, let's go to South Carolina. <laughs> let's get another state. Then let's go to Georgia. I think Georgia's right there. Tennessee. Uh, bone up on my southeastern geography of the United States. Oh, my. oh, man. I should go down there during college football season. That would be the perfect time for me to go there. Because I would definitely love to go to, just stay there a few weeks. Just hit up a couple different college football stadiums. Ooh. If I could hit two in the southeast, I'd go... Ah, Alabama's kind of a mainstream answer. Tennessee is popping into mind. The volunteers. The orange. The, the, the counterpart to the Syracuse fighting orangemen.
there's not many orange colleges, you know, uh, colleges with orange colors. Um, but yeah, Tennessee is cool. That's a really cool stadium, it looks like. Right there in that river. I don't know the river. I don't know. I don't know my southeastern geography, like I said. Uh, LSU has a famous stadium. That'd be a good one. Oh, Florida State. Florida State and University of Florida would both be really cool. Uh, yeah, those are some good. Clemson, Death Valley. <laughs> it's so funny how Clemson's Death Valley and then also LSU is Death Valley. So how does that work? Which one? How was it that the first person, the first school who got that name, they didn't trademark it? I mean, I think they should stake claim to it. Plant their school flag in that Death Valley. Also, there's Death Valley in California. You know? <laughs> and so, how is Death Valley just come up with a bear name? It's not that creative, guys. Come on. They need to hire some better people for their creative marketing department over there at Clemson, LSU. Nothing. Um, that'd be like a school, like if, I don't know, uh, Wyoming, if they called their, if they called their student section Mount Rushmore <laughs> or the Rushmores, they name it after the, the 1998 Wes Anderson movie. See, we bring it all the way back to movies. Always bring it back to movies. Ooh, I'm going to add that. All right, I'm going to take my backpack off here. But I got to add, um, always bring it back to movies. Rule number seven to my list of rules here. Uh, rule number one, be on, here we go. Be honest. This is on the pineapple post-it. Um, not, this, not the ones that are on the Applebee's employees' aprons. Different one here. All right, the rules of the podcast. One, be honest. Always be honest. Two, do not... What did I say here? Um, do not speak of... Oh, do not speak of the rules. <laughs> that's why I said... I'm having trouble. That's funny when you have trouble reading your handwriting. It's like, that's a weird phenomenon. Like, you write it, and at one point, you're telling yourself... I'm going to be able to read this. I'll definitely be able to read this. I'm not worried about it. And then now I'm looking at it and I'm like, my A looks like a C. What is this? This is, <laughs> this is AOC. <laughs> um, no, this is not a political podcast. <laughs> um, my A, my A, oh, looks like a C. Um, no, do not speak of the rules. Number three. But yeah, that's weird. When you can't read your own handwriting. Because if you can't read your own handwriting, how would it be possible for you to read anybody's... How could you ever read anybody else's handwriting if, <laughs> if you couldn't read your own, you know? Because you made it. Like, reading your own handwriting, that's like... That's like going... Picking a movie on Netflix and then... And then being disappointed by it. But I guess that could happen. Because you could choose a movie that you think is going to be good, then it turns out to be not good. But, I mean, reading your own handwriting is, it's really like, it's, it, it, all right, here, here's an analogy. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, eh, 
it's like going to a Dick's Drive-In. Dick's Drive-In is a famous, world famous, I would say, hamburger joint. And I like how when people describe, uh, why is it only hamburger places um, that you describe as joints? That's the only restaurant. It's a hamburger joint. Um, you wouldn't say like a seafood joint or like a, like a I don't know. <laughs> I guess you could say a barbecue joint though. You barbecue joint um, has to be some meat. But anyway, not being able to read your own handwriting. <laughs> All right, I'm getting into a rabbit hole here. Not being able to read your own handwriting. It's like going to Dick's Drive-In, world famous hamburger joint in Seattle, and and then all they serve there is burgers. But it's like going there and then wanting to order like a sandwich or a steak, and then not wanting a burger. But but then you're the one who chose to go to Dick's Drive-In, so you knew in the first place. I mean, I'm this is assuming that you're from Seattle. You're familiar with the area, you know that Dick's Drive-In is it's all burgers. All they got is uh, burgers and milkshakes. But I definitely recommend going there. If you're ever... I think it's only in the Seattle area. Which, it really doesn't make sense. How do you not expand? At least, um, I guess uh, In-N-Out, down in California. Isn't... Is In-N-Out in other states... Let's see. We'll have to look at that. But I believe Dick's Drive-In is, is only in the western Washington area. So why would you not expand to at least um, go national, go around the country? I mean, it doesn't make... There must be some sort of... That is part of their, it's part of their whole marketing plan. Like I was just talking about marketing. I think they want the, the local vibes... They like, as part of their brand, the identity, you know, of their company, they, they identify as being Washington. It's a Washington burger place. You know. or, or if you're in the Seattle area, you know the number one place to go to get a burger is Dick's Burgers. And <laughs> you heard it here first. It's, it, it's good, but I now, now I'm backtracking. <laughs> It's a little overpriced, honestly. The burgers are... I was just there with Sean after the Mariners game uh, a couple weeks ago. But we got a bunch of cheeseburgers. And I think they're like 185 or 195 So, But they're not big. They're, they're small. So it's a little... They're like McDonald's cheeseburgers, basically. I think it's kind of the whole lore. The, the allure just the Dick's Burgers um, the whole thing you know it's a whole package <laughs> I don't know they got their fries they're okay but now that I think about it I kind of not the burger I like the Dick's Burger better but I definitely like the McDonald's fries better but that's a given I mean I've said that many times that I think that's a pretty I think most people would agree with me, actually, that McDonald's fries are number one in the world, in a world where you gotta get french fries and the salt level's perfect in a world. Um, okay. Dick's, I'm looking at In-N-Out burgers. 
It was founded in Baldwin Park, California, California, in 1948 by Harry Schneider and Esther Schneider. And the chain is currently headquartered in Irvine, California, and has expanded outside Southern California into the rest of California, as well as Arizona, Nevada. No, I'm not going to be one of those people who says Nevada. That's, I think that's an East Coast thing, actually. Nevada. That's like saying Gonzaga. Don't no. It's Gonzaga. Gonzaga. And Nevada. <laughs> and Washington. Washington State University. Um, so, yeah. Nevada, Oregon, Texas, and Utah. So, they have expanded. How are they not in Washington? Or Washington? <laughs> How are they not in Washington? They made it... They're up in Oregon, but you, you got to come a little farther north, guys. Come on, guys. All right. I think that's that's my recommendation. In and out. You're in Oregon. But why not Washington? Why not Seattle? Now let's check on... They could come compete with Dick's Burgers. Dick's... I believe it's just called Dick's Drive-In. Dick's Drive-In Locations. Let's see what we got here. I think it's, yeah, we have seven locations in the Seattle area. So, is that all? There's only seven Dick's Drive-Ins? That is crazy. Founded Wallingford, Seattle, Washington, 1954. Wallingford, I think that's pretty close to where I was mowing lawns there. I probably, we drove through Wallingford all the time. Well, I was mowing lawns last summer, but it was founded by Dick Spady. Makes sense. It must be the the namesake. Also, H. Warren Gormley. That's a weird last name. That sounds like a made up last name. Gormley. G. H. O. R. M. L. E. Y. And Doctor B. O. A. Thomas. Wow. I've never seen so many initials in name. Dr. B-O-A. <laughs> Does B stand for bachelor's? Is it doctor of bachelor's of office administration? I don't know. That's weird. That's a weird name. Um, seven locations. <laughs> Let's see what they are. But why is it named Dicks? Why isn't it named like doctors? Dr. Burgers. That would have been the... The waiting room? Oh, the waiting room would be a great name for a burger place, for a burger joint. Oh, the waiting room. I like that. I think that's a good name. Or Dr. Burgers. I like, I like that too. Um. All right, so here's your locations for Dick's. You got Wallingford. That's the original location. Opened January 1954. Remodeled in 2006. You got Broadway. You got Edmonds, which was just opened in 2011. And Queen Anne, which was opened 1974. Queen Anne's a nice hilly area of Seattle. Lots of hills. Lots of cool hip bars, though, in that area. And then Holman Road, that was opened 1960. Man, I can't believe how old these are. In uh, Lake City, June 1963. 
So that's the one I always that we go to. Lake City is that's our dicks driving. And Kent. Kent's the other one. Oh wow. The newest location. They just opened it. December twelfth, twenty eighteen. Just opened the Kent one. I don't get it though. Why don't they it just seems to me that I mean, they must be doing really well in the Seattle area because everybody knows about them. So they must they must know something that I don't know. <laughs> there must be a reason why they're not expanding, expanding into. Um, oh, there used to be one in Bellevue, but it was closed in 1974. OK, but you would think that they would they would try to go expand at least at least on the west coast like in and out did let's see seattle native rapper sir mix a lot places a scene of his 1988 song posse on broadway at dicks on capitol hill describing it as a hangout for the rich and cool <laughs> i don't know about that i mean <laughs> whenever i go to dicks at lake city it's that's not how do you describe that? It's kind of a little, kind of a rough area, Lake City. Not too bad, but I don't know about the hangout for the rich and famous. The rich and cool, actually, not the rich and famous. <laughs> uh, let's see. That is, oh my God, though. So many memories going to Dick's Drive-In after, like with my dad. Just My dad took me there after a Mariners game, after Sonics games, back in the day, back before uh, pre-April 2008, before uh, the Starbucks, before Starbucks stole them, and also David Stern, but mostly Starbucks. Uh, Howard Schultz, Starbucks CEO. So I'll just blame Starbucks. But <laughs> I used to drink Starbucks all the time. Like I would always get my iced coffee, uh, light ice or no ice even. But... Now, I saved so much money. I think this past year, I've definitely saved over $1,000 just drinking coffee at home. It's, it's insane just to think about that. And I like making my coffee at home. Be able to control the, the amount that you put in, amount of coffee grounds, all that stuff. Not having to worry about getting too much ice. Because, <laughs> oh my God. That was always like an ongoing battle for me with Starbucks. Is even whenever I would ask for light ice, I always get would get way too much ice, and always bothered me. Because I know that I know what they're doing. They're trying to save their product. It makes sense from a business standpoint, but I was always like, <laughs> "Come on!" So then I would start asking for no ice. You know, just go extreme. But then Mother's Day, speaking of mom, uh, one time I was with her and she just, she was like, why do you have to ask for no ice? That's, she didn't like that. She didn't like me asking for no ice. I think, I think she thought it was, I don't know, maybe like too, too unique of an order or like I was trying to steal from them or not steal, but I, I was trying to get more coffee though, so I was definitely trying to get the most bang for my buck. <laughs> the most bang for my bane. 
Um, but yeah, that's funny. That was a funny memory. My mom being like, don't ask for no ice. Just ask for light ice. But yeah, all right. I'm going to take a shower now. I think this is a good time. Let's wrap this baby up. Let's call this part one, Matthew McConaughey, episode 37. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Stars born. I'm your host, as always, Chris Arneson. Thank you, as always, for sharing the podcast with a friend, family member, coworker, uh, telling people about it, spreading the good word. We're building that community of starfishes, you know, whatever you want to call yourself, the, the galaxy of starfishes, the Milky Way, the ocean, or the beach. Those are your four options <laughs> for the starfish listener label, because cause I like it. I mean, some people think it's really corny when, uh, you know how Pete Holmes, he calls his listeners weirdos, because uh, his, his podcast is called You Made It Weird, and uh, what did Doug Benson used to call his, what he called his listeners, um, Benson Burners for Douglas Minis. Um, and then, yeah, like, I like it when people come up with those funny little labels. Like, <laughs> I think it's supposed to be cheesy. I think that's the, that's the point of it, you know. I think, did the Crab Feast have one? Um, crab Feast. Feasters, yep. Crab Feast. The now, my favorite podcast that has become defunct, that is no longer with us. Crab Feast. But it's, it's actually still kind of there because you can look it up and listen to the old episodes they still got that whole archive there on uh, Apple and iTunes wherever you listen to podcasts but it's kind of still going in a way excuse me because Ryan Sickler does the honeydew and he calls his listeners doers which I like that one that's a good one I think you spell it D-E-W-E-R-S Doers Like the fruit, the honeydew Because um, he, he says that Whenever he's in a restaurant He always sees leftover honeydew That people don't eat So he uses that as a metaphor For his podcast That people come on And tell stories about Them being like the leftover fruit In the restaurant Ooh, <laughs> I like how I described that <laughs> Um like when when when's the time in their life when they felt like a honeydew, like when they felt like they've been forgotten or passed up or not treated well and all that stuff. So it's a good podcast. It's a really good um, it's a good idea for a podcast. I was gonna say a plot, <laughs> a good plot for a podcast because it's kind of like the Crab Feast, but Crab Feast was just purely a story storytelling podcast and honeydew it's stories but it's also stories of growth and inspirational stuff and like overcoming like overcoming adversity times that you've leaped over some hurdle in your life so i love honeydew is one of my favorite new favorite podcasts um just oh there was one of those was that Harley motorcycle right there? Had a huge, wide tire. The back was this huge, wide tire. 
<laughs> yeah, Honeydew is a great podcast. And then, so yeah, that was one half of the craft feast. Ryan Sickler, Sickla, and Jay Lawson is the other half of the craft feast, and he does the through line now. And I like the through line too. That's a good one. His idea is he just has one, um, I like one activity, like a hobby or an activity. Um, that he just talks about with a guest. I think, I think he was, he was gonna, so this is an example of, you don't always have to stick with your game plan. Like, don't be afraid to audible. Omaha! Omaha! (laughs) I mean, don't be, how did, why did he choose Omaha? Why not? Tallahassee! Tallahassee! Lexington! Lexington! I'm trying to think of other good audibles that Pan Manning could have yelled. Other cities. Chicago. That would be a good one. Chicago. Chicago. Um, but Omaha. Yeah. So don't be afraid to, to audible. Like in real life. Because um, Jay Lawson. So here's what happened. He was going to do the through line. He was going to do it. His format was going to be multiple guests on the same podcast. Um, not... So he was going to do one interview with one guest and then splice that together with an interview with a different guest and combine those with him talking in between. And the through line would be a similar idea. So he did binoculars for one of them. And he talked about bird watching with one guy. And then and then he talked about um, how the other... The other guest gave a gift, a binocular, uh, binocular gift to someone. So talked about that, but that was the original format, and it was kind of like NPR, like very you know like fresh airy, really over edited. Um, I don't I don't like those kinds of shows really. I like I like the Burt Kreischer Pete Holmes format, just all all raw unedited uh just conversation based um just hanging out pretty much not not an interview really but more of just a just kicking it just just hanging out like i like those kinds of podcasts but i like stuff that's more organic i guess that hasn't been because that's just not the way my mind works whenever i try to listen to one of those npr things that it just keeps cutting back and forth from like there's voiceover and then you go to you're live on the spot somewhere like you're you're like you're like bow hunting somewhere somewhere in a forest so it cuts to that and then it cuts to an interview with a professional bow hunter and then and then it cuts to a clip of someone bow hunting on tv and then it cuts to another thing and another thing it just keeps it just keeps spinning in a circle and trying to listen to that kind of stuff, it just, like, makes my head spin, almost. Like, because I want to, the thing I like about these kinds of podcasts is I want to stick with almost one subject or one field of ideas and kind of, kind of walk around that field and explore it and, like, mine it. You know, uh, those guys walking around the beach, um, like, we... We found what did what did Hoppy tell me? 
he told me that he watched a show probably on the Discovery Channel or Travel Channel, but it would make sense if it was on the Discovery Channel because so Hoppy was my coworker for the Easter Bunny. Uh, make sure to listen to the Egg Basket episodes there. Um, but he watched a show. People would walk around on the beach with metal detectors. And that's kind of that's kind of what I'm looking for with the podcast. You're kind of just l- walking around. And then they would yell out. What would they yell out? Because um, he told me this phrase that I think it's like we... I, I struck... We found solid we found solid I think that was that was it because if you ever found if you ever like bumped into something solid then that would mean it was some sort of like coin or gold or something some reward something that you were uh, looking for out there let's just say it was we found solid I, th- I think it was we found that sounds right that sounds good we found solid but yeah that's what that's what I'm looking for though I'm looking for, I'm looking to find solid. <laughs> that sounds kind of weird. I, I want to find solid because I'm kind of, um, ooh, this is, so I came up with my metaphor for a podcast now. Here we go. I got to write it down. Um, podcast, let's go podcast metaphor, and then I'll write um, gold detector on beach, um, quote, we found I want, hopefully I can read this handwriting. We, we found solid. Because like as I was writing it there, I was noticing this F is starting to look like an E. Um, we found solid exclamation point. So that's my po- metaphor for a podcast. There we go. I was trying to come up with one the other day. And I was thinking, playing basketball. I was trying to come up with a basketball metaphor. Because uh, Bert Kreischer uses his metaphor for a podcast um for actually it's more for his stand-up for when he does stand-up comedy but i'm gonna take off my shoes right now my nice under armor shoes that my mom bought me on my birthday birthday morning before i had a birthday blow up <laughs> but she got me these at famous footwear nice under armor shoes thank you mom on mother's day but bert kreischer for his podcast first stand-up comedy so he's from florida so he thinks he thinks in water he thinks he thinks in liquid liquid-based thoughts um also a big big partier big drinker so i guess he does have liquid-based thoughts but taking my warm-up pants off now yeah, no not not so hot but he uses his uh metaphor it's going out on the boat a fishing boat in the middle of a, a bay and he's trying to swim as far away from that fishing boat as he can and the fishing boat represents his material like his jokes the stuff that he's already written the stuff that he has planned to say but he's trying to swim as far away from that material as he can and uh, just but just far enough that he can still see the boat and make it back to make it back there. So I think that's pretty interesting. I like that because I mean, you guys, you know me. <laughs> you know I I love a good tangent. I'm trying to make. I just want this whole podcast, just every all all the episodes combined, 
just be one long tangent, you know, just one side idea, just that I'm kind of just going into, because, um, yeah, I like just, I think that's where you find, that's where you find gold, speaking of the gold detector metaphor, which is, that's what mine's going to be, it's going to be a gold detector on the beach, um, just looking, looking for that, looking for that gold, solid, I guess we'll call it, we found solid, I like that, because I'm just kind of walking around, um, exploring different ideas, and then once you actually strike gold, once you find solid, then that's, you kind of delve deeper into that, you dive into that rabbit hole for however long it takes, you know, sometimes it takes a half hour, sometimes it takes three hours, a whole podcast, you know, but I think that's a, man, that's, there we go, <laughs> I figured out what my metaphor was going to be for the podcast, I like it, and it, it all links back to a real life experience, working, working as the Easter Bunny last month, over there on the west side, Bellevue Square, very good, so, um, alright, I'm going to go take a shower, change, and then I'm going to do part two after that, yeah, seems today's a good podcast day. It's a good podcast day. Definitely eat something though. Probably have some breakfast here. Maybe make some eggs. Scramble up some eggs. Possibly a bowl of uh, knockoff Honey Nut Cheerios maybe. With a banana cut up in there. That sounds pretty good. But I gotta take a sh- yeah, I gotta take a shower. I'm all stinky now from this my workout clothes. Um, there we go. There's your metaphor. We did it guys. We did it. Alright. Um Let's close, let's close this up. <laughs> let's close this chapter of the podcast. And also, speaking of chapters, thanks for getting my books on Amazon and Kindle. Closing time. Time for you to go home to the places where you belong. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home I know who I want to take me home Take me home Closing time Time for you to go home To the places where you be from Alrighty, guys. Beautiful day out there. Go out there and enjoy the day. Hope you have a great one. Uh, thanks for listening again and sharing the podcast and uh, doing it, doing it big. I'm having a blast, having so much fun doing it. Hoping you're having just as much fun listening. And um, have a have a good one, guys. Thank you. And as always, uh, ciao. I love you. And shine on. Sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm walking in the spider web, so leave a message and I'll call you back. Hey, 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 starfishes. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Let me interrupt myself for this brief interruption. Um, five stars on iTunes. Uh, please rate and review the podcast. Give it five stars. And with that, um, enjoy the rest of the episode. Almost heaven, 
West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Hey, 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 me again. I forgot to mention a couple things. Uh, first of all, <coughs> speaking of bad moms, I was talking about bad moms, bad moms 2, being my favorite mom movies. But I just recorded a couple new intros for episode 10.5, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard Part 2. So, speaking of bad moms, Kristen Bell, of course, <laughs> Dax Shepard, of course, one of the bad moms. <laughs> um, no, um, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, Mila Kunis, and Katherine Hahn. And, um, oh, Jada Pinkett Smith was in, what was that? The f- She's in one of the first or second one. But also Jada Pinkett Smith, episode six, Will Will and Jada Pinkett. But check those out. Check all them out. Check all all them episodes out. Um, but you know you know how podcasts work. How to scroll through the the old feed and look at the past episodes. But um, so yeah, I wanted to, wanted to mention that. Listen to the beginning of episode ten point five again and. Oh, also, that my mom, I was talking about some of her, um, some of the things that makes her the best mom in the world, you know, the coolest, the coolest person, um, but she's an amazing cook, an amazing chef, so I should read, here, I'll read a quick recipe from Cooking the Fast Way, the Maywood Hills recipe book, in honor of my mom, because she's such a good chef, she should definitely open her own restaurant, like, I I think I've mentioned it to her before that she should open her own restaurant, but or a food truck that'd be cool to do a food truck. Yeah, I've talked about some of my favorite recipes that my mom makes, but pizza, I mean pizza is my my favorite food of all time, so I'm biased. Um, but still, she makes an exceptional homemade pizza using that Bobli crust. I love that that crust, um, that little dough, and just very good, good cheese, good toppings. I like it. That'd be that'd be cool though. A pizza food truck. You see a lot of food trucks, but you don't see a lot of pizza food trucks really. So, I wonder if there's a reason for that. But maybe it's maybe you need more space to make pizza. Maybe too compact in there or something. You need room, you need ceiling room to throw that dough in the air, you know? (laughs) I just imagine some guy just throwing his dough, pizza dough, and just gets stuck to the top of his truck. Man, I'm sure that would happen a lot. Uh, That might be one of the reasons why they don't do pizza food trucks. Um, But yeah, my, my mom should definitely open a restaurant or a food truck. Just, I like food trucks. I I think they're like the the next big thing. That's my prediction. I think they're so cool. But here we go. Onions, onion, potatoes, and ham by Kent Heyer. Here's a quick recipe for you. Eight oh I'm gonna check this check this bad boy off with the Gonzaga pencil here. Eight small red potatoes cut into wedges, one tablespoon of vegetable oil, one pound of broccoli cuts. One cube 
um, one cup of cubed cooked ham, one envelope onion garlic slash herb soup mix. I do not know what an envelope onion is, but so, <laughs> you buy it at the post office or something, or what's going on here? Uh, <laughs> in a large skillet, lightly brown potatoes in oil over medium to high heat. Stir in broccoli, ham, and soup mix. Reduce heat. Cover and cook for 25 minutes or until the potatoes are tender. Yields four servings. Or one very hungry person. Very good. There we go. <laughs> there we go. There's a recipe for um, in honor of my mom and her cuisine, prolific cuisine habits. What would her pizza food truck be I'm thinking cheese on wheels wheels of cheese I like that wheels of cheese um, topping (laughs) topping potholes top pot topping holes topping holes (laughs) that sounds weird Um, crust just the crust that would be such a funny pizza oh my god that would be a great... I'm going to write down that idea for a pizza place called Just... What about a pizza place called Just Crust? Um, man, but that'd be so... Because <laughs> people, people don't like eating... They don't like eating the bread and the wheat because it's so unhealthy. People are finding that stuff so unhealthy for you now. So it'd be so funny to make a pizza place that's Just Crust. <laughs> only the worst part of the pizza just crust reminds me of the old ja- Oakland A's player from the mid 2000s Jack what was it Jack Clust or it was something like that it may have been Jack Crust but <laughs> there's a yeah just an old Oakland A's first baseman that I always remember you know the you get to know the Oakland A's players in the Rangers and the Angels back in the day because those were the teams that the Mariners were always playing in their division back before the before the Astros invaded the division because man back when it was only four teams in the AL West we used to play those guys all the time but <laughs> a little baseball history lesson for you oh speaking of baseball let's check the Mariners game let's do a little a little Mariners update here just crust I think that's that's such a funny idea. That's kind of like the Seinfeld, um, what was it? Only the tops of the muffins was, Elaine was going to that, the muffin, is, wasn't it like only the tops of muffins? Those, you have to look that up too in a second. Uh, <laughs> four to one Red Sox. Come on, manas. Mares are struggling the past few games. We are, we, I like to say we course because I consider myself an integral part of the organization and our lack of success (laughs) the longest I think the Mariners have the longest playoff drought in all of sports now which is crazy to think about we haven't been in the playoffs since 2001 it's been 18 years my god but we are two games under 500 now down four to one to the Red Sox at went Fenway Park and going into the top of the fourth. Now I just want to look. All right, before I end this, before we wrap up this part one, 
episode. Let's just see the muffin, Seinfeld muffin tops. Yep, there it is. It's the whole episode. <laughs> the title of the episode is The Muffin Tops. Uh, yeah, it is Elaine's business. Oh, it's her business. I thought it was something that that she was just getting obsessed with. That, but no, it's her business. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, Elaine. Ah, oh, Seinfeld's great. But I like friends more. I've I've made this highly controversial statement that I like friends more in Seinfeld. Just because, like I said, I think this was the last episode of A Star Is Born. Or maybe this was in the, the intro in the episode 10.5. But Seinfeld is kind of like watching like a theater play, like on TV. It's just every every moment is just so grand and exaggerated over the top over the muffin top uh but yeah elaine's new business selling only the upper part of muffins is challenged to dispose of the unused bottoms <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> they can't figure out what to do with the bottoms you donate them to a soup kitchen or something i don't know what <laughs> um that's so funny how could they not figure out what to do with the bottom this one reminds me of one of my favorite Seinfelds is oh, the one where Kramer and Newman are collecting all the bottle caps and, and they have to like they go on a road trip um, which fits in perfectly because road trip is one of my favorite kinds of movies even though Seinfeld's not a movie let's see if I can do it off the top of my head without looking at my little post-it note so road trip movies, heist movies, comedies, horrors, horror movies, um, <laughs> horrors, horrors, <laughs> uh, boardwalk movies, and um, yeah, did I say capers? I think that's all of them. Those are all my, I should know them. They're mine. I should be able to memorize them. My favorite genres of movies. Um, Let's see. But yeah, that bottle cap one was... It's so funny. I want to see how they... How can they not figure out what to do with... Top of the muffin to you? <laughs> While eating a muffin at J. Peterman's book signing... Elaine met, mentions to Mr. Lippman, her ex-boss... Who is also attending the book signing... That she only eats the tops... And that a store selling just the tops would be a million dollar, dollar idea. Lippman decides to start a business called Top of the Muffin to you. Based on Elaine's idea, Elaine is outraged that he stole her idea. When the business starts to fail, Littman asks her for advice and bribes her with 30% of the profits. She tells him that he must make the whole muffin and then pop the top off from the stump. From the stump. <laughs> That's such a funny phrasing. Pop the top of the muffin from the stump. Muffin stump. Oh my god. That'd be such a good grunge band. Muffin stump. <laughs> that sounds so dark. Oh my god. Muffin stump. Muffin stump. Stumpers. That'd be the name of their fans. They could be the stumpers. Or the, the stumpies. <laughs> Muffin stump. Uh, I like that. I'm gonna write that. That one deserves to be written down too. Right underneath Just Crust. Which I think Just Crust is speaking of million dollar ideas. Just crust. Uh, um, let's see. She also demands that he removes the exclamation point from his sign. 
It's not top of the muffin to you, she says. The Lipman replies, no, no, it is. In a recall to the sniffing accountant. Which, that must be a... Yeah, that was an older episode. Um, Let's see. This gives business a boost, but leaves them with the problem of disposing of the muffin stumps. Muffin stump! Muffin stump! They would cover, like, Metallica songs. Uh, that's not a grunge band, but... Nir- Nirvana. <laughs> that was Nirvana's working title. They were going to call themselves Muffin Stump, but then came upon Nirvana. They initially, they came upon Nirvana when they had a moment of enlightening. Isn't that what Nirvana, what's Nirvana mean? Doesn't that mean like a perfect moment or something? Let's see, Nirvana meaning a transcendent state in which there's neither suffering, desire, nor sense of self. And the subject is released from the effects of karma and the cycle of death and rebirth. It represents the final goal of Buddhism. So yeah, it's, it's the top of the mountain. <laughs> it's like a self-actualization, I guess. That kind of deal. Huh. There you go. There's, that's what Nirvana means. They initially give the stumps... That's such a funny name for a rock band, though. Nirvana? Like, an interesting choice. <laughs> something, something that... A transcendental state... <laughs> Very, very Zen, very Phil Jackson, very Zen master. Um, but then their their music doesn't fit the Buddha stuff. Like they're like, uh, you know, like a Nirvana song. Oh, I'm trying to think of one. Oh, we are, oh, we are. <laughs> What's a Nirvana song? How can I not think of a Nirvana song? Let's see. Um, with the popular Nirvana songs, that's so funny that, oh yeah, come as you are, as you are, as you are, (laughs) that's the only words I know, but they're pretty, pretty grungy, pretty hard, hard rocky, so that's pretty funny, (laughs) because you would expect like um Nirvana that the band name what would what would that match maybe like band of horses or the shins or that something much lighter and kind of a farmers market rock <laughs> I got right that that one deserves to be written down too farmers market rock that's like um that's a new genre of rock you know how what was his name JD, he was just on the soft spot, the Julian McCullough, Meg Malloy podcast. JD Wisner or something. He's the inventor of the phrase yacht rock. So, you know, yacht rock, I think it's, I'm not really too sure what it, what it means. I think it's like Michael McDonald, that kind of stuff. But I'm not sure if, is Jimmy Buffett yacht rock? <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with actually being on the water, which is which is what Jimmy Buffett uh liquid thoughts, <laughs> liquid ideas. Um yeah, but farmers market rock. I'm going to have to I'm going to start pushing that out there. 
Maybe I'll throw it up on Urban Dictionary. Farmer's Market Rock. That's actually kind of, I would consider, uh, Head and Hearts. Head and Heart. Lumineers. Um, like Moss Mouse, even. Band of Horses. That's, that is Farmer's Market Rock. There we go. All right. All right, I got that all written. <laughs> Important stuff. Very good. Um, we did it, guys. I like farmer's markets, too. Farmer's markets, underrated. Definitely look forward to a future episode of the SARS Barn from a farmer's market. That is, that's one of the goals. I, I just want to go, I want to do diff, lots of different um, interactive, adventure, experiential type podcasts. But I've talked about that. Y'all know how I feel about how much I love the idea of doing those. And I mean, you, you've you listened. You've heard. I kind of, I've been doing them somewhat. Even this uh, part one episode, this one, this very episode, pretty, pretty experiential. I mean, not nothing too crazy, but it's still fun. I like doing it. I think it's more fun to, I think it's more interesting to listen to, I should say. It interesting is a key word. It, it's just very. I don't know. It makes you feel like, even though it's only on audio, just words. It's still almost. You can imagine being there. You know. Like just close your eyes and it takes you to, takes you to Pullman, Washington, on the Palouse, a sunny day, a beautiful day, a beautiful Mother's Day. <laughs> but there we go. It's a great day. All right, enjoy it, enjoy it. I hope y'all have a great Mother's Day and whatever day you're listening to. Um, maybe it's probably not Mother's Day if you're listening right now, but if it is, enjoy it. And yeah, all the moms out there listening, happy Mother's Day. And um, yeah, thanks, mom. Thank you, mom, for everything you do. <laughs> you've been uh, you've been the best mom ever, of course. But um, yep, love you, mom. And um, love you, listener. And um, thank you. Ciao. And shine on. Shine on. Shine on. Shine on. Keep shining. Keep on shining.